0: Hello survivors and welcome to First Aid Spray, a Resident Evil podcast by fans for fans. This is episode 36 and in this edition we travel back in time to the early 2000s to dust off the legends of the Resident Evil 4s that never were in beta builds 3.5. My name in the eyes of the law is now officially Psy and joining me on the panel this week in an alternate universe he's not at the whims of talk talk he owns talk talk it's fire button Steve Valence. Hello. In an alternate universe, he spent his money on investment banking rather than a rather impressive amiibo collection. From Serial Box 64, it's Jordan Sugru. Hello, folks. In an alternate universe, he's dropping hard facts about Predator on your Twitter timeline. It's Moist Owlet, aka James. Hello. And in an alternate universe, he got to say a big old F bomb in an extended cut of the podcast launched exclusively on HBO Max. It's Boy Wonder Adam. hello this episode of First Aid Spray like all others was recorded live on our discord server enter our little world of survival horror now to hear the show early and unedited as well as join our wonderful community and keep up to date with all of the latest news you can find a link to the server as well as all of our other social media profiles at our website faspraypod.com you can also help the show by checking out our merch or by supporting us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month with various tiers, each with their own perks. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Pod for a full list and the chance to create bonus First Aid Spray content. First of all, thank you to our latest Patreon supporters. Thank you to Christopher Taylor and thank you to Chris Ortiz. Your patronage very much appreciated. And again, thank you to everyone who has backed us on Patreon? Uh, it helps keep the lights on, as it were. We're driving that number up slowly but surely. Going to unlock another bonus episode at this rate, uh, quite like our heavy rain episode, which is out now for Patreon backers. Two-hour discussion on the 2010 David Cage PS3 juggernaut. That that was a very enjoyable time, as was mine and Steve's discussion of the Resident Evil 2 soundtrack in the second episode of Now That's What I Call Survival Horror. Both of those have come out as they always do with our bonus content a month early for Patreon supporters compared to the public, uh, which means they got to hear our Silent Hill 2 episode a month early, but that is now out on your feed for everyone to enjoy, so make sure you update your podcast feed and check our YouTube to hear us talk about that horror classic our patreon supporters also get to see all of our youtube videos early which this month included five things we want to see from village uh, which was not just edited but also written by mr kdb so thank you to him for shouldering that one and on april 1st we had to drop something goofy so i put all my energy into top five hats in resident evil uh, so, definitely both sides of the coin, and in terms of those videos, and there's some really cool stuff coming up. We're going to follow that village video with one about RE verse, too, so keep your eyes open for that. Um, I will be talking about that shortly, but oh, it's going to be one heck of a chonky boy this episode. This is our first time recording since the 25th anniversary of the series, so there is a lot of biohazard news to get through, so please take it away, Steve. <music>
1: So the Resident Evil Showcase is set for the 15th of April and it promises another Village trailer with hopefully some gameplay and more.
0: Typically, of course, they're going to do this almost immediately after we're done recording. Uh, but we will be streaming our reactions like we did with the first one. So stop on by twitch.tv forward slash pod. Um, yeah, 15th of April, it's 11pm uh, BST. Uh, yeah looking forward to it i think we're probably all in the same boat in the sense that i hope they don't show too much more i'm i'm relatively hyped at this point um i don't need to see much more than we already have so it'll be interesting to see the sort of balance between village related stuff and the other things that we know are in production as well um james any expectations or hopes for the showcase
2: oh uh, yeah i'm the same i'm same as you like i've and i think most of us here i think the thing i'd like to see is kind of um game modes like more of a, a description on game modes and mm. stuff like that um just to like quality life stuff as well <coughs> excuse me um yeah that that would be cool just to see game uh, <laughs> game modes sorry chat um but yeah just uh, just some more stuff that we can play with because <laughs> that game just from seeing that small snippet they released today, looks so good. Like I, I am so excited about this game. I, I really don't want to be spoiled too much.
0: Mm. Yeah, Adam. As far as I know, you're one for sort of avoiding trailers on the lead up to things. Are you going to be doing a pass on showcase and, and just sort of
3: waiting out? Because we're only three yeah. and a half weeks away. Exactly. Is it necessary at this point? Mm. I feel like this is for like. Like, when they do this stuff this close, it's just to keep the game in the public eye. Right. Like, for those of us, you know, who are obviously salivating over its release, I don't know if it's super necessary. I don't know yet. I mean, I'll, I'll probably join in and watch it with you guys because it's fun to do. Right. Um, I'm just hoping it it's not too spoilerific.
0: Yeah, that is the concern because even just we can think about recently with re3 remake the the last trailer before the game came out was just way way too much they showed way (laughs) way 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 too much let's hope it's not uh, a case of a similar thing i think that village is probably the most hyped up re game we've had in a I don't know, maybe more hype than Forever. Remake 2. Possibly that's the only thing that I contend. Like, it's yeah. very much in the public eye. So, I, yeah, I agree. I almost argue that they're, that we don't necessarily need this, but I'm, I'm happy to, to watch it. Um, Steve, how do you feel about the showcase coming up? Any expectations or hopes? The, the
1: only hopes I have really are two things. And they are very, well, one's not silly, but one is basically because they know the hype around Lady Dimitrescu. Just, just basically hint that she's going to be in Re Verse and watch people's and one eighty from going. I don't like it. Oh, I'm going to play that now. <laughs> um, and just news for a demo. That's that's literally all I want. I just yeah, want to see how it yeah. runs on current gen consoles. I know we've had Re Verse, but that's not quite the same, is it? Hmm. Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Hedging bets, like I, like everyone else, I don't want massive spoilers. Like if there's like an eleven hour reveal that we're not meant to find out until late game, that's just like in the trailer. I'll be a bit good
3: Yeah. They've already told us her damn shoe size. <laughs> <laughs> and her underwear color for, for all some those reason. thirsty boys out there <laughs> and girls. Uh, that thirsty, thirsty boy is me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, seriously, if she gets revealed for RE verse, watch People Awesome 180 on it because that will change the game. All right, just the, the sheer level of um, enamored that the wider community seems to be with mm. the giant lady tyrant.
0: People been tagging me in the uh, the Fortnite thing today that Aloy from Horizon is going to be in Fortnite. Just wait, because uh, <laughs> Lady D coming to Fortnite. Definitely going to happen. <laughs> she is the main marketing tool, for sure. I'm happy for them to focus on her a little bit, you know, continue and not show us anything about the other characters, the other houses, the other locations that we haven't seen. How
3: much of that is uh fan response? Right, think? I mean, for sure. They do you definitely think they have were, like, in, this is going to be one of, yeah because they've definitely leaned into it, for sure.
0: It'd Be interesting to see if she's in it for all of about 20 minutes or something now. Right. (laughs) But yeah, Steve, you mentioned the demo. Um, That's almost certainly going to be a part of it. They said in the the original showcase (laughs) back in January, I think it was, or maybe early February now, um, there was going to be a demo coming for all consoles rather than just the maiden demo for PS5. Um, So unless plans have changed, obviously that's going to be revealed possibly even just dropped straight away Uh, remains to be seen what that is Jordan any hopes and expectations for the showcase not particularly expectations
4: um I mean with it being so close I don't think they'll throw out too much new information I think it'd be maybe more of a a way of trying to kind of just catch those last few people who might be on the fence about getting this at launch Mm. um I, I obviously kind of going more into sort of the technical details how it looks and how it performs um, you know across the generations probably helps um but in general i don't don't necessarily have expectations or setting expectations just because i think it'll it'll just be pretty much a bumper pack of a lot of the stuff that we've already seen along with a a few other sort of new trimmings but i will express some caution to to fans because i believe last time that uh, there was a kind of event like this. People did get hyped up that there might be some other announcements. With right. The release of classic games or whatever. I'll say this. Just just don't expect anything like that. And, and then you won't be disappointed. That's the way to um, go. I mean, maybe they will
3: announce it. I don't know, but don't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> mm. There's enough going on. How dare on. you tell people not to express stuff in this day and age? Yeah. How dare you?
0: Yeah. Remake 4 and, you know, release date coming at uh, this showcase, obviously. <laughs>
3: it's so... kind of, yeah. Yeah, there's enough it's coming. Funny that if, the... It's funny that they would... I mean, I'm not going to put anything past Capcom. You mm. know, they they generally are doing a decent job nowadays. But it would be very weird to do something like that a few weeks before the release of a big game to be like another big game is coming it would just be like they're not going to lessen the hype on absolutely
0: be terrible business so ergo it's not going to happen i I just
2: know they don't like announce i think the biggest concern for me is that they don't just like pop in like a look of a a new well a new look of an older character that we've seen like a vintage character that we've mm. known for a while they just pop it in you know, that's my biggest concern. I want to be surprised when I play that game. Yeah. That
3: Lady that Dimitrescu game. coming as the first exclusive DLC for the PlayStation 5 version of Resident Avengers. Evil Village. Yeah, Avengers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about that hot mess. Oh, God, imagine they were like, it's a live service game. You're going to level up and you're going to grind in Village. <laughs> There's... You know,
0: Infinite Darkness is still on course for this year, uh-huh. um, the film and stuff like that, so there's plenty of other non-Village stuff that they can show and talk about, so yeah don't expect any uh, groundbreaking announcements outside of projects that we already know are coming this year, I, I agree um, Speaking of which Steve, are you going to move us on?
1: So, uh, our next bit of news then is that IGN have actually shown direct gameplay of Village running on a PS4 Pro and um, I, this just feels like uh a kind of lead into hopefully the showcase.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll just get an extended version of that sort of whatever it is, four minutes um of Ethan tackling the sort of I guess like sword wielding weird skeletal uh guys in the basement. Um yeah, it's pretty cool. Didn't show too much. I appreciate that. Um I have a PS4 Slim and that's the console that i've bought the game for uh, ps5 upgrade included very happy with that when i finally am able to get my hands on one of those elusive machines so i hope my console runs it decently i, I don't know what the real you know what degree of a jump it is really from the ps4 slim to the ps4 pro but it looks fine for me so if it runs like that even maybe slightly lesser i'll be all right i'm not huge on uh, 8k I'm, I'm not really that bothered i but, you know. Um, yeah, Steve, what did you think of the, the the brief look?
1: Honestly, pretty pretty nice. I I, I like the general feel that it's not... It, while it's meant to be an action-focused game, Ethan still seems clunky as all balls. You know, yes, uh, that's, yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a very swish tactical reload, which is obviously the talk of the town. Oh, he's had some gun training finally. He knows how to operate firearms. Well, he's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main takeaway I had was that my feet felt cold because Ethan spends the majority of it walking through what appears to be like a river of blood and it just I felt literally some kind of weird diegeticness to myself and I was like ah, why do I feel cold um, otherwise yeah it's just like oh that looks good I'll give it a go if there's a demo
0: you want to uh, get the foot bath out for that bit really immerse yeah. yourself no. <laughs> Sergeant Campbell, let's get your Resident Evil foot bath
2: <laughs> it's going to be the collector's edition <laughs>
0: James what did you think of the uh the gameplay shown here
2: oh yeah it man. I it's I'm so excited for this game <laughs> good yeah I like yeah I just the the like th- that first shot of her going up the stairs and you know, I was like what happened whoa, whoa, whoa you know I don't think it was it was just given enough you know and not too much you know it's like why did she did she just bring you in she knows you're there right why um you know. Yeah, I, I loved it. It wasn't much to show, but... Um, yeah, I can't say much else. Mm. That's what said. I can't wait for this game to come out and get lost in it. Because um, I really do feel like... I mean, I had a thought today. I was like, is this going to be my favorite Resident Evil? And it's not, you know, we joke about Lady D and stuff, but this aesthetic in this game is my aesthetic. <laughs> it looks fantasy and gothic and... Yeah. So cool and there's all kinds of different characters in it right that are so different right i yeah i feel like this game is probably going to be one of my favorites and and that's without that's without
0: it even coming out yet that's a good sign and it's accessible to everyone as i just said i'm getting on ps4 and hopefully i mean it looks like it runs decent on a ps4 pro so in theory it's going to run all right on the previous gen consoles as they're called now and it's on the current gen consoles, it's also been announced that it's coming to Stadia, so if you are a Stadia user, you can pick it up on that as well, so it's, it's getting wide flung, doing the typical Capcom thing everybody's going to get their, be able to get their hands on it, so that's good. Uh, Adam, what did you think of the gameplay if you've seen this? I didn't watch
3: it, because ah, okay. I don't want to watch that's it. That's fair. But, I will say, just in terms of like everyone's talking about like current gen and a new gen or whatever, or I guess old gen. Um, I mean, we know that the the Resident Evil engine works extremely well on, you know, the the Xbox One, the PS4. So I'm I'm not too worried about it. I think it'll mm-hmm. probably be look good. Um, it's yeah. funny that this is going to be like in, in. It feels like we've been doing this podcast forever, but we haven't obviously uh and this is like the first new resident evil game we'll have to review absolutely outside of like remakes mm-hmm. so it's going to be very interesting this is like going to be a special game for all of us i think in that case where we're like remember that time like yeah. hopefully really, we have many i already
0: feel that way about it so i totally get you
3: i'm very excited i love the aesthetic as well um you know gothic vampire kind of stuff it's very cool so you mm-hmm. know excited
0: uh, Jordan, did you watch this clip? What did you think of it? Uh no, I haven't I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um
4: to be honest, uh I I have seen screenshots of of the sort of the differences uh between the versions. I think generally it seems like they're they're targeting um, a good experience across both, which is is great. I mean it's it's partly expected because they're pretty familiar with the engine at this point. Right, this is and true. Also the arch- and the architecture between uh, you know what is last gen and what is now well, next gen. Um, it's actually it, it's it's not too far off. So the transition between the two is not it's not that much. So the great news is that they were able to come out and say that they were going to have last gen versions, and it's completely valid. You'll be able to order those games, and they'll they'll play, and they'll be as enjoyable as as next gen versions.
0: Yes, hundred percent.
1: So our last piece of news then. Johannes Roberts has revealed the title and some tidbits of info regarding the upcoming Resident Evil film, which has now been delayed to November
0: 24th. Um, So this was a short interview with IGN. Um, I'm just going to run down sort of like the most important things that I picked up out of it. The film um, is Welcome to Raccoon City is the title, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, He's implied that it's good. at least the bulk of the plot is going to take place over the course of one night which is interesting as we know it's an adaptation of Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 so it's possible that those events are sort of going to overlap now and take place at the same time perhaps Um, or or maybe one is going to be shown in flashbacks. Um, He has cited John Carpenter as an influence for his direction which is probably a good sign because the series has taken influence from him for the games. Um, He said practical effects were being used primarily on set with CGI to build off of that. Also, probably uh, a good thing indeed. Um, there were fixed camera angle references when filming stuff for the mansion, which is intriguing. And he seemed to imply that he kind of hoped that this would start a new franchise of films. You can watch the uh, five or six minute interview that he did on YouTube with IGN, uh, but that's that's the high points at least um, for me not massively keen on the name I'll be honest but maybe it's a bit B-movie-ish but maybe that's a good thing maybe that's a bad thing it's hard to say until we've actually seen the film maybe it'll work better I don't know Um, uh, yeah I'm interested all of these things are uh, things that I'm like okay that intrigues me either for the right reasons or in terms of making the plot overlap like that I'm at least interested to see how it's going to work we've talked about it before it's quite a lot to take on for one film just a, like turning one of these games into a film is quite a task. S- kind of doing RE One and RE Two at the same time. Yeah, we'll see how well that goes. I'm interested to see how it turns out. Um, Adam, how do you feel about the the film? Which, as Steve said, has now been pushed back to November. Uh, what's the hype level for you?
3: I don't know. Still, I gotta wait on mm. this one. I don't think I'll be hyped at all about it, but I will watch it. For sure. Um, I'm just like. I've been burnt too many times with Paul W.S. Anderson, so I know this is a different director and stuff, but I don't trust adaptations normally. Like, it might be fine. It's probably not going to be like a great movie. Let's hope it's a decent movie. Uh, (laughs) uh, When they say they're doing all practical effects, I just keep thinking that they're just like rummaging around in the closet to find that old nemesis suit from uh, whichever (laughs) whichever one it was. Yeah. yeah, they're just gonna put a trench coat and a fedora on him and be like, "Okay, that's good enough for Mister <laughs> X." So
0: <laughs> crikey! Uh, but yeah, welcome
3: not... to Raccoon City is a horrible name. It doesn't it doesn't do anything for people who aren't familiar with the series, which is what you really want for an adaptation. You don't want to be too meta. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a very odd name for a, a zombie movie. I guess they're just gonna piggyback off of the fact that the resident evil games are like uh, resident evil films were such like box office hits that right people will people will know it's resident evil
0: Mm. i think you know they put the subtitle in obviously because they don't want to necessarily confuse it with the other film um but yeah i don't know if it's the right subtitle for me part of me almost says wouldn't it be (laughs) every people are going to hate this if you want to give it a subtitle give it something short and snappy call it i don't know Resident Evil Outbreak. <laughs> Steve, what right. do you think of the... That uh, makes sense. <laughs> what do you think of the info so far for the, the latest film?
1: name is stupid. Like, the mm. name is... I mean, it feels like it's because poor W.S. Anderson's nicked all the other ones that are, like, you know, stereotypical cannon fodder, like, you know, Vendetta, Retribution, Biscuit Tin. so <laughs>
3: Bucket of sand.
1: Bucket of sand, you know. Uh, but yeah, I just just calling it Resident Evil would probably work. I mean, mm. it's been, what, a million
0: billion years since
1: the first one.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, nearly 20 years, nearly 20 years.
1: Oh, God, is that grey hair I can feel? Um, <laughs> I My hype level's still, like, lukewarm, because uh, as much as we've seen set photos, and I think there's a poster collage now, which, uh, I'm not really funny, you know, Distant Memories has done more compelling stuff. <laughs> and and, uh, and uh, they're a writer by trade normally anyway, so mm. they I, I want to see a trailer. Yeah, like show me a trailer, or I will not give two flying about this. It's got to be uh, that, coming,
0: right? You know, this summer maybe we'll get the trailer. If not, this week, I think.
1: I mean, the delay the, uh, being it being delayed is a good sign for me because I feel like they, they probably need to do, put more work on it with you know the the pandemic and stuff. Mm. I, um yeah, uh, citing Carpenter as an influence is great, but it depends which Carpenter films you're going to try and riff on because. You know, and not all of them bangers. You know, I'm looking at you, Ghost of Mars.
0: <laughs> I think it was stuff like The Fog and... Is it Assault on Precinct 13? Is that one of his films? Yes. yeah oh, yes. yes. That's a good one. That's well. a great movie. They're, he talked so about good. how the RPD section is going to be a bit more like the Assault film, whereas um, the Mansion segments are much more creepy and horror-focused. So that's quite interesting.
1: So you've got me excited just by saying the phrase Assault on Precinct 13. Mm-hmm so uh, yeah okay i'll i'll give you benefit of the doubt for now but trailer please
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting about the delay because at the time of the interview i think it had been brought forward by a week it definitely had been brought forward by some point and they seem you know pretty solid in, in terms of that release date and then literally a week later it stumbles back by almost three months which is quite interesting um jordan what do you think of what we know so far about this film
4: uh, well, with regards to the, I mean, I, I would hazard to guess that it might have something to do with the sort of the reopening film industries, or yeah. well, you know, the cinema industry. Um, you know, as more and more countries um, start to look at how they're going to ease lockdown measures over the summer, going into autumn and such, so it could well be that. Uh, with regards to the the name, I mean, I'm not going to go that hard on it because I. I honestly don't think you have much room uh, with regards to making a film adaptation of Resident Evil and not going with a name that has either already been taken, or it sounds like just a very cheap derivation of those. Hmm. Um, I mean, I think the the most you could maneuver to kind of come up with something that, in the sense of film, is per- perhaps new, is, is biohazard. Uh, if you just... Started calling it biohazard. I mean, the fans would know what it is, mm. but, uh, you know, g- general audiences wouldn't. So <clears throat> that's a little bit of an issue. Um, you know, Welcome to Rado- Raccoon City is pretty lame. Sounds like a placeholder. Um, it does, yeah. So, I mean, they've got. They've got an extended period of time right now. If they want to change the name, it's, it's up to them. Got um, big, major <clears throat> TV movie energy. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, you know, I, I echo the sentiments here that um, there's there's some hesitance to to be excited about this, even though it seems like, uh, you know, in, t- in terms of the people attached, they have their hearts in the right places. Mm. I think it's just in in general. Um, you know, gamers have a, a bit of a Hesitance to film adaptations just from The history of it um, That it always seems to be a case that uh, Movie studios are happy to Pick up the rights of these popular Video games, but they don't necessarily kind of Treat the source material uh, With the kind of confidence and respect That perhaps it deserves hmm. uh, with Have this, you not seen the, the... Super
3: Mario Brothers the movie?
4: Uh, it's so close, it close to the game It's unbelievable I watch it every oh. weekend
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um but but yeah, the the fact that they're combining sort of the the plot of two Resident Evil games is a bit concerning to me. I get it; they they happen around the same time and in the same city, but at the same time, um, uh, both of those games have uh, split plots. Mm. They, you know, they they're already going on two different um, narrative paths and. Uh, if you're trying to remain faithful to those games, you then have to split that again. So you could be looking at four separate uh, character paths throughout a film, a two-hour film that you're trying to establish um, an entire universe for. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, little, a little bit hesitant uh, to to be excited about that, just because I don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, I mean, if they pull it off, it will be fantastic, but it feels like there's going to be things that are going to be thrown by the wayside. And uh, that's my concern.
0: Yeah. Um, It's worth saying as well, um, as you said about it being pushed back potentially for cinema related reasons. I think they've announced that this is launching exclusively in cinema. Um, At least that's the plan at the moment that it won't be getting a streaming service launch as well. Like many films have um, this year and last year. So yeah, they are looking to bring people to the cinema and uh make some of their budget back that way james what do you think so far of the film and of the title of the film
2: um yeah the title is not great but as we've discussed like it's not really much to choose from without confusing the viewer base um you know everything's been used mm. um like but welcome to reckon city uh, kdb said it in the chat like it does sound like an episode title yeah like, yeah it, it, yeah, it sounds like... Because that's what I thought it was, by the way. When I first saw the picture, I was like... And then they put the title. I thought, oh, that's the title of the first episode. That's cool. Mm, you like, know, the, the,
0: I, they're making the Wesker Kids Netflix show. It sounds like the title of that more than the film.
2: Yeah. Mm. Like, it's... Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's cool. One thing I do disagree on, though, is like... I mean, but I am slightly biased. Um, I've seen pictures, and I'm not going to go into them too much, like of like the BTS and stuff, and... um there is a lot of practical effects that is being used mm. a lot, and they put a lot into the like cordoned off entire like areas of a town to do certain stunts and uh, certain events and stuff. And you know, uh, they've used existing buildings um, to house, so you're going to see some differences to the game, but they probably change it um, inside and stuff. Um, but I also know that when it comes to the practical effects, uh, one of my friends um, who's in it. Um, you know, sat in a chair for four hours to get their th- to turn into a zombie. Mm-hmm. So they they they're putting in the work. Um, cool. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah. I I'm still. I'm not. I'm not going to be too hype about it. I think it's going to be delayed again. Um, Interesting. Because cause typically, I mean, by now we would have got at least one trailer, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes even two from any film. Um. Yeah. But yeah. And then it's to tack onto that as well uh, and i'm going to reiterate what i said in a previous podcast but um resident evil is a great you know resident evil 1 2 and 3 are great they're great games but there are not that many story beats to follow right so i think it can be easily put into like a two and a half hour film two hour film
0: it just sort of Um, depends on what the pacing they're going for i suppose
2: yeah no yeah you're right and if they do it right as well Mm. um yeah so I do think it can be done. Whether they can do it is another matter. Uh, but I'm not going to get too excited about it. I'm more excited about Infinite Darkness.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
3: We have located
1: the first aid spray listeners. Release the leather, daddy!
0: Okay, so finally, before we move on to um, the main topic, going to do <laughs> like a bite-sized discussion almost. What a nice little throwback. Um, this podcast records... What what we assumed was after the end of the REverse beta, but it, it does appear now that it's going to be up for another couple of days. Um, I just wanted to take a little bit of time to give my thoughts on it. I know out of the panel that I was the only person that managed to get any time with it. Um, I guess that's, that's point of discussion number one is uh, the state of the servers themselves. It's been kind of a shame, to be honest. Um, first day was very spotty. Um, just a lot of the game telling you your internet isn't good enough or whatever maybe checking your internet's disconnected um and eventually getting a game uh so they took the servers down for I don't know 12 hours or so um on the second day it was a lot better for me personally and a lot of people that I know that were playing on PS4 and Xbox at least um tended to get games pretty fast and with very little in terms of fail rate um I was streaming at the time actually when they decided they were going to take it back down again um until the next morning, which is a shame. Obviously, there were some issues there. Um, I don't remember them announcing beforehand that they were going to be doing it for certain hours of the day. Um, I don't think that was the plan, but I don't know that for sure. Maybe I just missed that information, but I feel like we would have picked up on that. Um, but it became the norm after that point where they would open it for a few hours, six hours a day or whatever, um, and then close it down to, to sort of iron out the kinks, which is important. Obviously, this is an open beta that it's it's there for this reason. So when the game actually comes uh, out into the hands of the public, it will be hopefully pretty playable. Um But it's a shame because it meant that a lot of the time, especially because they're working out of Japan, time zones didn't necessarily match up with people. I know a lot of people on our server, um, especially over in the Americas, had issue because it was open when they were at work and stuff like that, or whilst they were asleep. Um, So a lot of people missed it. Um, So it's good that they've opened it for a few more days coming up this week. So people might get a chance finally or another chance to play it. That being said, I had uh, a good few hours on it three three or four hours worth of playtime, um and i've been very open-minded about it obviously on the podcast ever since i think it's good for the series to try different things um and having spoken to the oracle dragon on the podcast about her experience with the closed beta and having watched um some, some video footages that other people have captured um, getting my hands on it, it was exactly what I expected it to be and I had a wonderful time and I'm, I'm happy to say definitely wasn't the only one on the server. It's not for everyone if you don't like multiplayer like, online shooters at all. If you are venomously opposed to them you probably won't get on with it. But um, the best description we came up with it for was it's kind of like Mario Kart in the sense that you can be right down the bottom. It's a short. All the games are about five minutes long, or at least the mode that we got to play, which was the standard deathmatch. And then somewhere close to the end, you could skyrocket to the top. I've gone from fourth and fifth place out of six all the way to the top on one life before. It's all about uh, which other players you kill. You get more points for people higher up the leaderboard. You get more points for reclaiming your kill streak uh, by killing the person that killed you last. Obviously, there's the aspect of playing as BOW. Um, yeah, it's it's manic fun. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it balances out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see it, what it's like when there's actual matchmaking with um, different levels of experience in it. Um, but overall, I had a good time. The characters were generally fun to play as. Couldn't get on with Ada, but I saw some players that were really, really good as her, so maybe she's just one of those characters. The BOWs are really fun to play as. Um, yeah, really interested to see uh what this game has in store in terms of other gameplay modes um in terms of other maps potential updates as Steve said with lady D I think it, you'd almost be stupid not to have a village pack come at some point with some village bows and playable Chris or ethan I mean obviously it's third person so um don't know how if they do if they're giving I ethan mean- a face or what
1: what would his move be? Sorry, I just, not oh,
0: to derail, but what would Ethan's move be? They'll figure something out. Some of the ones who throw on the characters don't make a whole, I don't know why Claire has, like, an electric ball of stunning. It's great. Okay, she's, she's one of the most OP characters because of it. Um, but even if they have to invent things, it's fine. That being said, some of the, it, it's kind of like Resistance. There's some really clever nods in there, like, RE7 Chris has the Joe, Joe Baker punching electric glove thing, and, um, Jill's got the hot dogger and stuff like that it's it's very well put together the short version is I had fun with it it probably isn't for everyone your mileage may vary um, I've seen a lot of people trashing on it just because it is what it is I would wager you know these people A. haven't tried it or B. It, it's not really for them anyway but that doesn't necessarily mean it's absolute crap it's just not your thing um I'm not typically an online multiplayer person, but because it was so wild, uh, I really did have a good time. It'd be interesting to see also how long that lasts, uh, like how many hours you're going to be able to put into this before it gets old. But playing with other people, um, and if you do want to play Verse with other people, we welcome you with open arms to our server. We're going to have many people who are playing the game um, across PS4 and Xbox and probably PC too, hopefully. Um, so if you do want to try it with other people... Please join us. Sorry,
2: can I ask you a question? Go for it. Um, in your opinion, because I haven't played the game, um, but I will do, um, in your opinion, what is it, is it like any other game out there? Is it similar to anything else?
0: That's hard for me to answer because I don't play a lot of online shooters anyway. Like, <clears throat> it'd be very easy for me to say something like, oh, it's like Overwatch because it's characters with different skills. But I don't really know that. I've only really played Overwatch for all or about half an hour. Um and i don't think it is like that it's it's very it's got its own uniqueness to it but it's hard for me to compare it to something because yeah i don't really have a lot of experience to compare it with in terms
1: of third person shooters it's it's got a very unique hook in its comeback mechanic when you die you come back as a Mm bow but depending on how many vials you found throughout the arena you will be a different kind of bow which i believe you can pick off so many for so many vials
0: yeah. So that, well, you can't pick. USB. It's randomised. So if you've got if you've got zero vials, you'll always come back as a fat moulded. Um, and they are useless. They are kind of hilarious, but they're useless. And that's I, I actually kind of like that. It's, it's intentional. It forces you to move around the map and seek these vials out. That. Regenerate over time. They're always in the same places, but if someone swipes one, it won't be back until, well, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute later, I guess. Um, if you've picked up one vial, you come back as the Hunter Gamma from Remake 3, which is really fast. Um, and yeah, it's got a, like a cool one hit kill move. And Jack Baker, same thing. He's got these wild swings with these giant scissors and he can welcome to the family, sun you in the face with his fist. Um, and if you pick up two vials, it's Nemesis or the Super Tyrant, which is kind of hilarious running around as like actually getting to play as Nemesis uh, and blow up get to blow up Jill get to blow up Leon and all that and Super Tyrant who we've never played as um yeah I had, I had a great time it was, it was just mental
2: Yeah, and did you say that it's it's still going it's still got ongoing this beta
0: yeah they they tweeted this morning that it's going to be open between uh the 14th and 16th of April so at the time of the sort of releasing this podcast it will be ongoing now but not for long but um, you know, the game is out 3 weeks out. That those 3 weeks will fly. Once you're done with Village, um see you online that weekend, I suppose. <laughs> that's my Any plan. Any thoughts on the filter because it's oh, always a point of contention? 100%. Um yeah, I, I turned it off for all of about 45 seconds. I would have turned it back on longer if I wasn't in the middle of a match. So I had to find somewhere in a corner to hide to turn it back on. It's pretty much unplayable without the comic book filter, as far as I'm concerned. It's just too dark. And the, the comic book filter just adds to the style of it because it is a silly, fun shooter. Um, so yeah, it looks all right. It looks okay with it. It looks good. Um, it looks a whole lot better with it than without it. All right, cool. Well, with that out of the way then, let's move on to our main discussion for this podcast, which is Beta Builds 3.5. And now, reading the file Management Trainee's Diary from Resident Evil Zero, Luigi, who you can find at twitch.tv forward slash L E W I G I E. What is it that director Marcus is researching all the time? And what's with his weird interest in leeches? Interest seems, seems more like love at times. Rumour has it that there's something dangerous
4: about those liches. It is true that when Dennis just touched one, he got
0: ill with fever. Again, today, there were those horrible moans beyond that door. Let's sleep in dogs. No way I'll go near them. Even if the director tells me to, I know one to end up like Dennis.
4: That poor bastard. Scratch him.
0: And scratch him. Makes me itch just
1: watching him. Must maybe go.
2: If can. But how? Then is gone. I go. Hungry. Help.
5: Mum
0: Alright, so we are back with some beta builds. Uh, In our previous season we talked about Resident Evil 1.5 and the footage we've seen for that, and the playable version. We don't necessarily have the benefit of a playable version of what has become known as Resident Evil 3.5, um, but we do gladly have some places to look for information, so shout-out to CBX Freaks, Itchy Tasty. Just a general shout-out as well. Congratulations on the launch of his hard book, hardcover Resident Evil history book, uh, which is excellent and I do recommend, as well as our friends over at Crimson Head, George Trevor has... Uh, an amazing article that he's very proud of and as he should be about the development of Resident Evil 4 and the betas behind it contributions from all over the community Um, it's very dense and it's very interesting if you are into the sort of minutiae of what went on behind the scenes at Capcom so we will be referring to um, that repeatedly uh, ad nauseum throughout this discussion I'm sure but let's start first things first so the first Resident Evil 4 uh, actually started off as Resident Evil 3. Um, as soon as Camille was done with Resident Evil 2, he was tasked with directing the next game. Um, and then Resident Evil 1.9, as it was known then, which is Jill's last escape from Raccoon City, uh, was titled Resident Evil 3 to strike whilst the RE franchise was hot. And uh, Camille's next-gen PS2 project, as it was at the time, became Resident Evil 4. However, Kamiya's uh, disinterest in horror drove the game in a different direction. Um, It was more action-packed. They used the word stylish to describe it so much that the early build uh, of it was just called the stylish RE4 beta. Um, Its protagonist would have had supernatural powers, perhaps been one of the sons of Oswell E. Spencer, but at one point it got so far away from Resident Evil and its DNA that Mikami turned around and said, maybe we should just turn this into something else, and thus Devil May Cry was born. Um, So the first question then... It's not necessarily what do you think of Devil May Cry. That's going to be a subject for a podcast at the, down the road at some point. Of course, with its connection to Resident Evil, we'll certainly get there, I'm sure. But for those of you who have played DMC, um, do you feel like it is connected to Resident Evil of that era? Do you, do you feel that it was at one point in a Resident Evil game? Or is it so far beyond that um, that, yeah, it, it's it's definitely its own standalone thing? Is there any ties almost to the RE history? Steve, I know you're a fan
1: yeah absolutely i i think so the maybe not in the way the combat plays like you know whole you know diving around shooting stabbing things but the the locations themselves are very akin to you could have put them in a resident evil game and got away with it right i think the um, the structure of the game in the way that dante has to get around the environment and find a key item to move forward and it's almost like a a set act structure to it you know, you go from the big like castle building, and then out into the courtyard, and uh, through a wrecked ship, then back into the castle, and then you go into quote unquote hell. Um, yeah, you know, sort you know, supplant so, so hell with some umbrella lab, and you know, it's it's almost like you know, bang on in terms of how the game would progress. Uh, is it as puzzly complex? No, because it's an action game. Right. You know, but the the way the aesthetics work, and some of the um, if you listen to the soundtrack. I would argue some of the ambient soundtracks are not like not the battle stuff. That's always like you know, bah, 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 kick the living daylights out of monster stuff. Could actually pass for scarier than some of the ambient soundtracks in the released version of Resident Evil Four, in huh. my opinion.
0: Interesting. Um, I've I've only played it for. <clears throat> like an hour and a half, to be honest. I I do need to get into it. But sort of one of the opening pieces of music is, like, genuinely... There's a sample in it that got reused for RE4. You know, they used the same disc, so that's quite interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Besides, I mean, obviously, it's a massive Gothic architecture castle, and I'm pretty sure, like, some of the promo arts for 3.5 then get reused. Like, Spencer's bedroom is a room in Devil May Cry or something very similar to it. Obviously, it's not Spencer's bedroom in... Mm. Right. Um, yeah, I think it, it, I, I the general feeling I have, and I don't know how true it is, is that there's there's probably bits and pieces of leftover developments from these uh, non-starter versions of RE4 that get recycled into DMC1. But don't quote me on that. That's just the Steve theory, you know, beards for watching. Um,
3: <laughs> I, I haven't kept up with the series, but I played the, the the original game all the way through. I would just say that if that is the direction the Resident Evil went, I, don't, I think that it would be dead for me. I think Resident Evil would not be something I would, would be interested in mm. nowadays. Not that I think Devil May Cry is bad, it's just such a tonal shift in terms of right. its gameplay. I think
0: also when it was decided that it was going to be a whole other franchise, that's really when they could just let the leash off and some of True. those changes happened after that when they went, well, if it's a standalone thing we might as well make it. Its own thing entirely, and separate them two different products for Capcom, right? So, Jordan, what do you think?
4: Well, I think there's definitely some imprint of earlier Resident Evil design that you can see in Devil May Cry, Um, as particularly as well from the mostly fixed camera angles. I know they have a sort of a certain dynamic nature in the way that they follow uh, Dante around, but uh, it's weird because I think. if you had sort of, you know, kind of given it some kind of spin-off Resident Evil name or something like that, mm. um, yeah. As, as terms of the actual content, it may not feel like it's connected, but uh, you know, it's it's similar to a lot of other sort of like Resident Evil s games of the time. In that it's like, oh, it's 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 like it's got notions of Resident Evil, but not quite. Um, I mean, it's it's. It's important I think to point out as well with uh, the director that um to my knowledge, I don't think he's ever actually uh followed up a sequel. Like uh he, obviously he's had certain games that have uh produced sequels, but I don't think he's actually personally taken them on You're as right. director. He's always he's always uh, seemingly moving on to another project. Um, I think even with Bayonetta two, I think he was already working on scale Mm. Um, so he does strike me as somebody who doesn't necessarily kind of attach himself to uh, any particular franchise. Um, I could be I could be wrong with Bayonetta three, but still he kind of likes to kind of veer off and try something completely different, something completely new. And while obviously there's his DNA throughout all of the games that you know he's produced, um, it wouldn't surprise me to some extent if that. Uh, that need, that notion of sort of going for something so utterly different uh, is what drew, you know drove him and his team um, to kind of separate themselves uh, so much from what Resident Evil was about.
0: Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good that you mentioned that as well because um, the book that I referenced there, Itchy Tasty, does actually say that um, when Mikami and Kamiya and uh, a few others left Capcom, it was really about not not following franchises they wanted to make original installments so i'd be inclined to uh believe that it's very much about striking out on something new every time and that's why they went to uh, form their own studio at that time so with that out of the way let's move on to the next version of re4 um which a lot of these have two names so this is sometimes called the fog version or the castle version This was directed by Hiroshi uh, Shibata, who would be uh, director for RE4 for quite a long time. Um, He based a lot of his ideas around the sensation um, Mogaki, is a Japanese word that doesn't quite have a literal translation. Um, RE3 director Karamura said in an interview, um, Shibata had a very clear concept when he described seeking the horror He had the image of the horror of magaki or struggling it can be difficult to directly translate this magaki word into its exact meaning but it is a situation in which you try to wriggle with your whole body in fear but cannot escape he seemed to want me to create not just physical magaki but rather a state where leon could where leon couldn't resist mental or psychological pains and difficulties a kind of magaki that's simultaneously mental and physical Um, the first trailer for re4 was this version of the game dropped at TGS 2002 quite simply the question with this one is uh, what do you guys think of the quite brief trailer that features Leon walking around a castle uh clutching at his arm in pain it talks about possession and infection the cradle of progenitor which we'll get to and being stalked by these tendrils of gas almost um Adam what did you think what do you think of this trailer Eva what did you think of it then what do you think of it now
3: I I came to these kind of trailers definitely later mm-hmm. um than when like they were kind of out and about and people were talking about them really um but it just it look I mean to me it looks great it it reminds me a lot of like what we feel about Resident Evil uh, at that point you know between three or or whatever and four Mm. um it's just very interesting it's it's hard to have a lot to say about it because this one is so short yeah um you know and and i think that the the next one there'll be a lot more to it oh yeah um that we get into which is i think the one that is captured people's imaginations a lot more than this one um but you know to me it looks it's for me, it's a shame we didn't get both or all of these versions mm. because they all have something going on, you know? Mm-hmm. There's not not a lot I can say about this one, really, but just that I wish I could have played it.
0: <laughs> uh, James, what do you think of this trailer? Um, yeah, I really like
2: it. And uh, as Adam said, like, it, it, re- it really captures... And, you know, um, I've spoken about this a couple of times, but, you know, back then... Sorry if you can hear my cat snoring. I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> but back then, like Resident Evil had a it had a feeling about it. You know, you had a lot of games that were like that. So you had like Parasite Eve, you had Silent Hill, and like those games. Like whenever I was talking to people about it, or I go to choices videos or Blockbuster or whatever else uh, uh, video renting uh, establishment, like just looking at them would give me anxiety right mm-hmm. and when I watched that trailer i was transported back to those feelings and it was very nostalgic I was like oh wow i will w- talk about it more later with the with the hallucination version as well but like I was transported back to um that time and that feeling um of of terror and horror um yeah and i, I wanna i want just quickly and I'll talk about it more later but I don't want everybody else thinks, but the Leon in these versions, so much better than the RE4 Leon and how he looks. He looks like if you just, like his hair, like is the same, but his face is like a, it's so much clearer and a cleaner copy, mm. right? Of RE2. Like it looks better than the RE2, The um, looks better than the actual retail RE4 from these two games.
1: Disagree. I'm going to disagree because I think that the mummy jacket looks like it's okay, but it's not as unique. It looks like Brendan Fraser's jacket to a T.
2: No, what what I mean is the face itself. The face? Uh, yeah. Okay. Like if you put if you put his face next to like I'm forgetting the because they really like that was inspired by you know things they wanted to do, but like if you put RE2 Leon's face up against these two hallucination and Mm. the castle they looked very similar right and that was one of my criticisms of re4 retail is that they didn't like he just didn't he looked like a different leon he also acted like a different leon it was like a different path of the course for
3: leon every game
2: (laughs) (laughs) but i'll Mm. talk a bit more later about what i think about that because i've got i have some ideas as well interesting
0: um steve what do you think of this trailer
1: compelling like mm-hmm. i had this trailer on some kind of like video hard drive back in the day and i watched it a lot before re4's proper release i think i mentioned this before mm-hmm. um and yeah no the, the 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 environments and the sweeping shots and that 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 dang hallway with the curtains like it, one handing a magnum like a complete psychopath is uh, <laughs> it's fantastic and it, for me you know it, it feels like, that. as much as I love Resident Evil 4 retail, I do, hands down. I have no real qualms with it, except for some narrative beats that, yeah. <laughs> this has that kind of like, that je ne sais quoi, that quoi, that, 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 mm. that feeling of a Resident Evil game of that era. It feels very much like the next step after Remake, whereas yeah. 4 feels a, a step in a very different direction entirely. This feels like an evolution of Remake's concepts, visually speaking.
0: Like, yeah yeah it's uh, re4 is in a way not to disparage it it's kind of like a lateral step like, it was on a different path completely diagonally yeah. if you like this does feel like a through line like a like the logical continuation of stuff like remake and code veronica and a massive step at that
1: i mean if they like, obviously it's not going to happen don't get your hopes up steve but if they would ever release something like this now People would still take it, Capcom. We'd love a horror game set in a spooky house with spooky curtains and Leon <laughs> around with a torch and, you know, not Ouroboros showing up and kicking the crap out of him. I know it's not Ouroboros. Like, it may have led to some inspiration down the line. I don't know. But,
0: uh, may, may have. All right. It's a tactical <laughs> mask. It
1: could have been HP Lovecraft's ghost.
0: <laughs> Jordan, what do you think of this trailer?
4: Well, I, I only actually um, I've actually seen the trailer recently because when I grew up, I think it was just uh, I'd only seen it in magazines, so right? Like Screenshots and stuff like that, um, and it looked fantastic. Like I mean, like the atmosphere was was killer, and it was uh, right around that time where um, you know developers were really starting to sort of get a handle on on lighting and effective lighting in the sort of the PlayStation Two, GameCube era. Um, but as far as it's sort of it's subject matter it's such a drastic departure and i can't shake that because you you have to try and like you have to try and connect from the last time we'd seen leon I, which I, I presume is the end of resident evil 2 when he's saying hey it's up to us to take out umbrella i don't think he necessarily meant hey it's up to me to go to a castle alone and be chased by some smoke tentacles. <laughs> I don't think that was necessarily in his plans. It is so so—it is so drastic, and I think if they went in that direction, um, obviously I think it would be a, a very dramatic turn for the series. We would not be where we are now. Oh, it absolutely. Was, it would probably still be around, and it would still be successful. It just would be in a completely different direction, and it's funny because we often look at Resident Evil 4. As I mean, I've even heard people argue: Is it Resident Evil? And in comparison to this, yes, it is. It absolutely is. It's far closer to uh, the, the the kind of path that's been laid out by the by the previous games, in my opinion. So, um, I mean, it's it's very compelling, um, and and the ideas that they already had sort of established. Um, is what's so fascinating about sort of like going back and having, a, mm. uh, you know, reading the different interviews and stuff like that is that they, they really have a pretty concrete idea about what was going on in this trailer. Even if, as you watch it, you don't necessarily know what's going on. Yeah, um, that yeah. surprised me because uh, you often look at this beta footage, and especially with a lot of this beta footage for Resident Evil 3.58, I often just thought, oh, this is like tech demo. This is purely to just sort of show us uh how they're how they're handling lighting or you know what kind of environments they want to work with they don't actually have a story they don't actually have necessarily um a whole gameplay design uh, mm. ready to go and yet they did it was really quite established and um i suppose that makes sense given the time that it was obviously being released 2002 2003 that's a pretty obviously uh close uh timeline to the actual retail release but I suppose it just took it for granted back in the day. It was just sort of, especially because of how adverse they are from each other, the, uh, the right. different ideas that are being thrown out.
0: Yeah. Um, in terms of Leon's most recent appearance, it's funny that you say that because <laughs> at the time it would have been Gaiden, uh, which wouldn't have been deemed as non-canon officially yet, because there hadn't a, wouldn't have been any lead-ups that kind of determined that. I mean, maybe you could make that assumption because it wasn't made by the core team or anything like that. But it does end with, (laughs) spoiler alert for 20-year-old Game Boy game, Um, Leon having some kind of infection, possibly. That's the implication. So possibly could have rolled into this, but most likely that it's just a coincidence. Um, But yeah, I'm glad that you touched upon the fact that it it does look kind of like a tech demo. It does, Um, but it does have a story. So uh, the plot of this version was the same as the stylish build, essentially, about investigating Spencer's castle. That was pretty much the setting. Um, New elements for this version, which would actually wind up in the final game were things like Leon's infection. Um, In this case, the gas-based virus was actually due to be created by HCF, which is the company that Wesker was working for in Co-Veronica, so that would have been a nice little through-line, uh, rather than that, those three letters go dormant until RE7. Um, <clears throat> the build would have also featured a female character, also infected, and a dog companion. However, um, this is so far before the final build that they weren't Ashley or the dog, necessarily, <laughs> from the beginning of the game. Um, those two parts actually went on to be reused in Haunting Ground, is the general belief. I think there's conflicting stories about that. Uh, but importantly... I mean, it-
1: the shoe fits, even if it isn't true. It's oh, a
0: hundred percent. Yeah. If, if it wasn't directly lifted, most likely developers got that inspiration from messing around with it. Uh, but yes, the trailer features the words, the cradle of the progenitor hinting that RE4 would have answered lots of questions about the origins of umbrella and the progenitor virus. Um, how do we feel about this sort of this established idea of a story sort of Leon going into Spencer's home? I suppose, um, to take down the old man himself, I guess, or perhaps to look for an antidote to uh, what ails him. Um, Since RE4 is such a separate entity from the rest of the series, as we talked about, it sort of cuts the ties to the rest of the story and then uh, it would only be through later entries that it would be re-established into sort of how it fits into the wider canon. Um, With all of the previous games promising to take down Umbrella, uh, and this kind of was meant to be that follow-up almost, or at least a dive into the company's history and leader. Um, Do we... I mean, cheated is a very strong word, but Steve, um, how do you feel about this proposed story at the time? Uh,
1: Intriguing, and obviously more hitting in the right direction. While I don't think it would have led to the actual taking down of Umbrella, because it feels like you're walking through a tomb being stalked by tentacles and fog, Uh, you know, it, it generally has the kind of feel... You know mm. that kind of atmosphere for the time. I I'm more interested overall with like what would have happened to Leon regarding this uh, infection he's got because there's various images, isn't there, if I'm growing a tentacle arm? Right. Yeah. Like
0: yeah. There's a lot of talk about him having a seven-foot snake on his arm and all kinds of stuff. It,
1: yeah. There's like an interview with like Paul Mercier about mm-hmm. it or something. I'm sure. Yeah. That's uh, an interesting point. I'll probably bring up later. Actually, talking about Paul Mercier's involvement. Uh, okay. Interesting. Look, overall, though, like the plot. Like, it feels almost like this seems to sound mean, but omitting the stars' members and you know not not having the whole gang together, you know, for an Avengers-style takedown in my head is mm. a bit of a missed opportunity. But I suppose that's just the way games were back then.
0: Yeah, I don't know. You know, especially back then, you didn't really get sort of ensemble cast games, really, that I can think of. Um, you, you know, not Leon gets kicked
1: in the in the knee, he falls over, and then, you know, on the radio, on your left, and then a boulder appears, he gets punched, Chris comes out, <laughs> Avengers theme starts playing, uh, I don't know.
4: <laughs> Going solo is more like a, a Belmont theme in Castlevania.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, Jordan, what do you think of the proposed plot? Um
4: see, uh, the, the thing is on the, on the face of it, it actually kind of feels like it could be definitive I mean, yeah, yeah. going after Spencer it feels like that's the big bad, but yeah, it's just, as you say it doesn't necessarily seem like it would pan out that way, and it wouldn't make sense to kind of end it there, so I struggle to imagine what the end game would have been for this game um, in, in that current version, and also where it would lead the series um, with relation to uh, Umbrella, um, mm. but I mean, as we as we've seen, obviously, um, in in the the real Resident Evil timeline, um, that there's there's all kinds of twists and turns. Uh, but it's it's just it's hard to imagine. It's very compelling the the idea of it, especially the way that it was sort of it was delving sort of so so deeply in uh, something that wasn't purely zombies. Um, but beyond that, it's it's just hard for me to imagine really.
0: Apparently, you know, <laughs> RE4 was always going to be the end of Umbrella. That's been the talk anyway. So there was always plans to move on from that. And maybe they felt that fighting a company was a finite thing, which, yeah, I can understand that perspective, to be fair. fight you're, You know, fighting corporation. So, yeah, maybe taking down the, the founder. I guess it does make sense. Um, Adam, what do you think of the proposed plot for RE4 at this time?
3: Yeah. Like, like you literally just said. Like, I know that RE4 was always supposed to be the end of Umbrella. I, I don't know if it was like I don't know how we got to like end of Umbrella in like pre-game, or you know what? Because obviously, what we're seeing now in, in that doesn't scream Umbrella to me. Not you know this this trailer mm. with like fog monsters and stuff. Yeah, I that's mean I know. Umbrella have gone some pretty wacky places, but it's hard to imagine just how um, all of these kinds of pre-Resident Evil 4 kind of snippets we've seen, they all have much more supernatural vibes.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, obviously, as we get into the next one, that's going to be way more apparent, but it's it's hard to... To believe that it's like an umbrella thing, I feel like they wanted just to drop it and be like, now it's a, a ghost story or whatever.
5: Mm.
0: It's, it is interesting. The, the the gas monster thing or whatever, um, as I said, it's, it's not actually an umbrella thing. It's it's HCF attacks Right, right, castle, right, right. Which is interesting. I thought it was quite interesting because, by coincidence probably more than anything else, um, HCF were, as we find out in RE7... Um, a part of discovering and working on the mold which is you know somewhat similar you know it's it's unorthodox so i thought that was quite an interesting uh, snippet but probably just a massive coincidence but you're right because they don't it's very untraditional it's not like any of these trailers have any zombies or anything which will as you say we'll get to um James what do you think of the proposed plot um it's cool
2: i like the idea um however there's still that. I mean I know we didn't get much with the trailer but there's still that like vast <laughs> chasm of what happened you know between um the third game and the fourth game which mm. even through going through the the cut scene, sorry not the cutscenes, the the screenshots and kind of the story behind this we
3: we're not really fully We included. do know now though James. Mm. Yeah, it was a uh, cap uh umbrella was short stock to buy a bunch of traders uh and then oh, a no. bunch of people on yeah
4: <laughs> because
2: oh, I, t- I was told at the beginning of every single film but i still forgot this
3: is my timely <laughs> uh meme. I- i'm on time with this one right <laughs> i think you're safe yeah yeah good good yeah i'm relevant
2: <laughs> um but yeah like i i would have liked but in terms of, like, how they're going to do it, like, we're told... I, I feel like the, the Fog version, or the Castle version, and the Hallucination version both rift off each other, and I feel hmm. like, yeah, they, they might have gone into the special... Like, they might have gone into the paranormal um, a little bit, but, you know, there's anything... You can do anything, you know, uh, with pseudoscience. Um, you know, like, right. they're supposedly uh, a foss You know, they're, they're playing with, like, a fossilized human was the mm. base of this whole thing. Um, you know, I mean, I could, I could, like, within 15 minutes, I could draw up, right, something that is that sounds good. Mm. Well, not good, but okay. <laughs> right, but, yeah, that would make sense. But, um, you know, that, that hook man could have been, or hook person, could have been the <laughs> biological weapon of the fossilized person underneath the Spencer Mansion. That's quite got
0: an yeah. interesting idea, yeah.
1: I'll tell you something that's probably going to offend a lot of people who are really keen on this version At at times, it feels like it could have been an Alone in the Dark game Yeah. And I don't mean that as any disrespect Because Alone in the Dark New Nightmare, until you get to the last few stages, is actually a pretty pretty good game Um, The rest of the games in the series, not so much Um...
0: This is the third podcast we've recorded in a row where that series has come up Something's (laughs) going on here What's remake? remake on anybody? the anybody? <laughs> just, just,
1: just curious, just prepping for a, you know, in the future.
0: I'm glad that you touched on that, James, because I did uh, want to at least mention, yeah, the, the idea for the Progenitor at that point was this fossilised human um, deep underground Spencer's Castle on that island um, rather than what it became in RE5, uh, the stairway to the sunflower, um, stuff like, you know, Las Plagas and stuff like that. It's all on a level of pseudoscience for me where it's it's all fine none of it's too unbelievable it's all just kind of yeah that'll do you know
6: yeah.
0: this I this mean, it's, this it's choice not, of the flowers not, either way whatever works for me
2: yeah cuz it's it's not too far from you know Resident Evil 5 and mm-hmm, exactly you know yeah so it's i mean clearly Resident Evil 5 is heavily inspired by these these ideas like i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if like there was a brainstorm you know, of previous editions, and like a lot of the ideas from these uh, 3.5s were up there. You know, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I like that." And then even with the retail version, I mean, the fossilized human mm. that is, you know, clearly in the game um, with the the fossilized bugs, yes, plagus, the fossilized plagues that you find in the game.
0: I I do think, I mean. Especially with the amount of time put into this project before they even started working on what would be the final game. Not they knew at the time. It, it, It makes sense to look back at stuff and be like, what can we use that we've already spent time on? Like we've spent money and time on developing and designing ideas better than just chucking them in the bin so I'm all about stuff getting reused for RE5 and such like that um, before we move on to the final uh, and the meatiest of these builds that we're going to talk about uh, Steve you said you wanted to talk a little bit about Paul Mercier
1: so uh, there's an interview with Paul Mercier in, in George Trevor's article on Crimson Head that basically nuts down to he did the voice for this like he did the entire voicing that they did at the time for mm. this version including Leon apparently dying horribly, maybe, and talking about the 15-foot snake arm. But the thing that gets me is, we, well, I don't think, we actually hit, I don't think we're going to hit on it much, but the uh, the reveal trailer for, shall we say, retail RE4 as someone else doing Leon's voice, despite the fact they're still having the same hit sounds and things. I just always found oh. it very peculiar, because obviously per most, it, Paul Mercier is Leon in RE4 after the fact as well. So uh, probably just some trailer, you know, MacGuffinry, because it sounds nothing like a... Like, if, if Paul Mercier sounds like a solid high, I'm Paul... The the person in the re, in the uh, the whatever trailer is, hi, <laughs> I'm Leon, and it's it's very much clearly not the same voice actor, despite the fact that they have the same one on board.
0: I'll be honest, so, I I didn't watch the sort of trailer for the actual I four because I was like, well, we're yeah, going to talk about the older ones. There right? is
1: there is something in that trailer that actually perplexes me a bit further, but it's it's literally boils down to a Ganado does a pounce attack they don't do in the game. So, oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mm, okay. uh, interesting is one word for well, it I'd say it's more uh, interesting nerd. to nerds like me there's a reason um, it's not <laughs> in the game <laughs> yeah I just thought it was uh, intriguing that he was talking about it at this point they've already <laughs> they made that casting and they, they stuck with it for uh, yeah, several him, which years is which is kind of ace.
1: cool mm. I, uh, Paul Mercier was also in uh, Un- unrelated really in Onimusha 3 as the voice of Jean Reno's character Oh, nice. So, you know, Jean, Jean Renault was Leon in Leon the Professional, and then he did the voice for Jean Renault, and then he did the voice for Leon. So, uh, destiny, really.
0: <laughs> Excellent. And now, reading the file alert order from Resident Evil 4, in character as Betores Mendez, Israel Blank Marino, who you can find on Newgrounds as Blank1407.
6: Recently, there has been information that the United States government agent is here investigating the village. Do not let this American agent get in contact with the prisoner. For those of you not yet informed, the prisoner is being held in an old house beyond the farm. We will transfer the prisoner to a more secure location in the valley when we are ready. The prisoner is to stay here until further notice. Meanwhile, do not let the American agent near the prisoner. We do not know how the American government found out about our village, but we are investigating. However, I feel that this intrusion at this particular time is not just a coincidence. I sense a third party other than the United States government involved here. My fellow men, stay alert.
0: Right, so let's get to the final build. Uh, Most of the time it's called Hookman, um, but the internal, I think, name was Hallucination. Um, We first saw this at Nintendo's pre-E3 conference. Uh, Shinji Mikami shows a new trailer and some gameplay of RE4 uh, for what has now become known as the Hallucinational Hookman build um man i guess just open the floor for immediate thoughts to this one james what do you think of this presentation of this short trailer and the fact they went bam here's some gameplay
2: okay so this game looks fantastic like it looks so good for that time um i mean the previous one did too but this one just looks so good i when i watched the upscaled AI upscaled video. Sorry, I'm out of breath because I just ran upstairs to get my phone and then bring it back down again. <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah, I um I really like this trailer and like it just looks so good. It looks so much better than the retail. And hmm. but uh just reading through the article, fantastic article by Crimson Head. So there was there was some problems with hardware um that they had. And like even though the GameCube was like the best console at the time, it's such a problem. Um, Yes, actually, Ouija, I'll go on to that in a second. Um, They had some real problems with that. And, you know, they were lauding themselves saying that we're trying to achieve these things. Mm. But even with that trailer, it looks so good. And there was a point where um, (laughs) there was a point where uh, I can't remember the name. Who was it? It was uh, the person who was behind it um was it shibata
0: what, is the director at the time
2: shibata he was talking about um his inspirations for it were that mm. mo- the winona rider movie lost souls yes it was like they were trying to do everything they could not to mention silent hill right <laughs> because that video <laughs> that trailer of lost lost souls everybody should watch it by the way because as soon as you watch it you might like, this is just silent hill mm-hmm this is just switching to a different reality right? yeah yeah and and like messing with those those mental states um, and uh, we're gonna go into other subjects after this right like overall stuff but yeah I've got
0: a couple of more precise questions to ask as well
2: yeah the I want to go maybe I want to go into more later right but I think that um, you know, the the person Shibata was very apologetic about this game when it didn't go through, and they were being very, very subservient um to Mikami. Mm. However, I think that Mikami actually took huge inspiration from Shibata's stuff in the retail version. all right Because the El Gigante, the Verdugo, the art uh, the armor you see in the game the bats, all of that is crazy stuff. What if, because one of the the most, the lacking things about RE4, when you look back at these other versions, is the mess it was doing to Leon's mental state. Mm. What if these were literally like his callback to these other games him, say, you know, him just trying to do callbacks to it, saying he's not actually fighting the El Gigante.
5: <laughs>
2: we don't know anything about the El Gigante. We don't know anything about the Verdugo, even though it's a cool monster. We only know that something was inside the, like the Plagas were inside the armor. He could fully have, like, imagined that. <laughs> the only thing that we definitely know is an actual enemy are the Ganados. Hmm. Like the people.
5: Because we've
2: got actual history on them. we got a full we got a full freaking tapestry at the end of the game, but nothing else was shown in that tapestry. No other bugs we were seeing. Mm. So I'm wondering if that was his callback to Shibata. Maybe, you know, it wasn't just making Leon extra angry and turning his eyes red. <laughs> it, it was also going a little bit bonkers. And I'm wondering mm. if that was taken out, like them explaining that more, or they just wanted the people like myself to work it out maybe i don't know it's, it is a bit far-fetched but it's just that i've always wanted to know and we've always wanted to know where el guillante came from right totally. and all you know spain, but...
3: spain is from spain
2: i'm <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> from the village you've never been to spain, <laughs> spain before they're everywhere <laughs> <laughs> but it's like normally normally in resident evil we get a full rundown on all of these enemies and monsters right but we don't from a lot of monsters in retail mm. for retail and him having Leon having a a decreasing mental state because of him being injected with the last plague gas would explain some of that
0: definitely an interesting theory like as you say this build is the name is hallucination so um, everything that you're seeing in the trailer that Leon is going up against in combat um, in theory is in his mind causing him such mental pain that he's feeling physical pain because of it
2: um, yeah. Right, I should have mentioned that the first. No,
0: piece. no, no, it's fine. I mean, I, I should have opened with that as well. To be fair, um, it is interesting the idea that perhaps that, that is still in RE four. I like that theory almost. It definitely it adds more or, or weight, more weight to the 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 Pargas storyline in Retail Four. Which, face it, the sort of Leon's infection doesn't really, it's not particularly interesting. It just kind of just like, gets resolved, like boom, done. Yeah, yeah Tommy Aiken not...
1: occasionally hurts people. He shouldn't do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's not like it's not a story driven moment like it is in the uh fog version and uh hugely so in the hallucination right. version. Right, it's definitely like, the
0: driving factor.
2: Yeah, like there's nothing you can do about you, you. Okay, you get without your agency is taken away, you get injected with this less guess, and then later on, you get it sucked out of you. That's <laughs> pretty much it. You can't do anything about mm.
0: it. Uh, Jordan, what do you think? immediately looking at this gameplay the aesthetic and stuff like that and the general ideas I suppose well obviously this is the one that
4: I think obviously most people are probably uh, more familiar with Mm. it was the one that really kind of stuck out Um, it's it's funny because like even even in the sort of the following years after Resident Evil 4 came out people are still talking about this game or this version of the game and And I should point out people
0: still talk about it today pretty regularly yeah and, um, and for good and for good reason.
4: I think it's obviously it's a fascinating concept, um, but as as far as a piece of beta footage, um, it's a really interesting statement on where Capcom was um, in terms of their development um, for for the next Resident Evil game, and trying to understand where exactly they were. In some ways, this actually feels like um, you, you know a shift back towards. Uh, what would eventually be Resident Evil Four, r- rather than a further deviation from it. Mm. Um, if the castle um, and sort of you know s- spooky smoke monsters are you know the kind of the extreme that they decided to take it to, this is kind of a bit like them talking themselves down to an extent. It's, and and the fact that you can kind of uh, put it under the guise of hallucinations, uh, it gives. Capcom a bit more leeway with uh, being able to work within that universe without necessarily making it um, ultra supernatural and you know I mean it it can't be ignored that uh, there's inspiration uh, intentional or otherwise to the likes of Silent Hill and obviously other games that were out around the time I know uh, Eternal Darkness was coming out around the time that this beta footage would have surfaced you know, mm. shortly after it and such. There was obviously, there was an appetite for that more psychological thriller in games and um, that you know, developers were finding effective ways to be able to produce it. Um, I, th- I think it's uh, a, great, a great point to, to say that a lot of these functions still end up uh, having some kind of uh, imprint on the, the final retail game. Uh, and 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 obviously the the ganadas, I think are uh, to its extent are inspired by um, the way that the hookman behaves. I mean, I don't think anything teleports necessarily, um, right. but just about just about everything with the way that the sort of the enemy moves. Yeah, and, the animations. Uh, some of
0: them are just wholesale used in the final game. You can tell.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and obviously the the thing is uh, the the hookman. To, you know, cuts a, a, a sort of a striking figure because it's the only enemy that you're 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 facing, um, and it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of that sort of that same terror that you feel when you when you face the regenerators for the first time. Mm. Uh, in, in in that sense that um, you know you start off first finding them, and then they're pursuing you, um, and it kind of you know it shuts down almost everything else because all you're focused on is the hooked man mm. and trying to take him down. Um, it's. Uh, I think it's. It, it's got to be brought up that uh, this looks fantastic. Um, this is a glimpse into uh, fixed camera uh, Resident Evil 4 that obviously we didn't get, yeah. but clearly they could produce, and it looked really good. Because uh, going from remake, which obviously had pre-rendered visuals, uh, you wouldn't necessarily think that they could produce something as faithful in terms of fidelity but it actually looks really nice yeah and i understand that there were technical limitations that weren't going to necessarily make it look as good if they'd went down that route but it is a bit of a tease to kind of see what the games could have looked like if they continue to go down that road of fixed camera angles
0: yeah that is something that i'll want to circle back around to the the camera and stuff um it's funny that you guys mentioned silent hill Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right to um, talk about Lost Souls. Um, Karamura said in an interview with Crimson Head, in the winter of 2002, I gathered the staff and showed a scene from a horror film. It was a scene from Lost Souls um, where the room started corroding blue and a killer started emerging while the main character was washing her hands at the sink. This scene, this hallucinatory vision from the character and the way the room changed in real time moved me very much emotionally. So I brought up the idea of attempting this in a game. Um, the other inspiration coincidentally that this this game has is Jacob's Ladder which as we talked about a little bit Mm. on our Silent Hill podcast which you can find in the archives was a big inspiration on Silent Hill as well Um, so absolutely it's definitely going to have almost sort of similar DNA to that Um, Adam what do you think of the way that the Hallucination and the Hookman version looks
3: uh my first i I love the way it looks it looks amazing um it looks like you know we all want to play this game and Mm -hmm. there's a reason for it um i would venture to say that everybody on the podcast and probably everybody listening has a fascination with the supernatural um it's what would have led us into Resident Evil with zombies and monsters. You know, we all like it because of that hook. And like the next step on that ladder is, you know, I love a ghost story. I love weird stuff like that. You know, I I wouldn't say I was like particularly like a believer in the supernatural, but I find it endlessly fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I think that you know, wanting the end of Umbrella would have been in this case the the chapter closing on the zombie the monster and i think what we were seeing was the emergence of the supernatural side of of like that part of our interest so hallucination i think was just named for the movie scene you know like because it's a hallucinatory scene in the movie I feel like once you start getting into hallucinations in terms of gameplay, I f- I feel like it takes a lot of agency away from you. Um, mm. You know, is what 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 manner of fighting is Leon? Is it all in his head? Because then the game could just be set in a hospital bed, right? Um, is he actually throwing incendiary grenades at small babies with knives? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> If, is he just running around a ho- like a place, literally throwing incendiary grenades at nothing? Because, you know, then there's an issue. Then you just have a madman. Um, <laughs> so I prefer to to believe that the hallucination term was just because of the movie scene. And obviously that's where they based the kind of idea on. Mm. Um, I prefer to believe that it would have been like a supernatural story. Um, but yeah, it fascinates me to see where this would have ended up.
0: Yeah, for sure, especially because it's such a, I guess, I call it like a vertical slice, right? It's it's such a tiny part of what would have been a full exactly. game. We have no idea what happens before right, or after what, this.
3: before or after. We have no idea. Is did Leon get gassed by something just before? You know, right, like who who, who
0: knows what the rest of this would have been spiraling out from this? And I maybe, but that's, that's also kind of a gift,
3: not knowing. Yeah, because kind it of. lets me kind of be like, it mm. is a ghost story you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Steve, what do you think of the Hookman build? I,
1: I'm, I'm of two minds because I, I can take my psychological horror and I can take my survival horror, which is more, should we say, science focused and just generally based on action. So I, I don't like the fact that it's so in your face with here's a blue filter. Now the scale, now the scares happen. You know, mm. it, it's very on the nose yeah the, 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 the certain ways about like leon walks to a room and the spooky babies on the shelf and then ah the room's blue now limply wrist your you know your flame grenades casually onto the floor and just walk by them it's <laughs> that doesn't really compel me but the concepts the actual like aspirations of it you know that i like the, the idea that leon is uh, slowly going insane and being stalked by an immortal killer with chains that admittedly just looks like a bloke with a weird hook thing uh, just like with a messed up face not the not the scariest silhouette when you take away the hook it's just some dude with an ugly face <laughs> mm-hmm. however the fact that he crawls out of a painting and Leon can do nothing as he slowly moves forward and tries to basically carve his head off with a hook is terrifying
5: mm.
1: it, it's, it's weird it's a weird like parallel for me though. It, it, some of the gameplay aspects really jar me like you know it's spooky mode you must be afraid because the screen is blue mm-hmm. but then you're walking around one of the most realised haunting environments in the, the the classic Resident Evil style if you like yeah uh, plus you know the, the whole torch over I swear the torch handgun manoeuvre that he's had in there at 3.5 Bears must have informed remake 2 because that's, that's all over remake 2 now
0: oh absolutely yeah absolutely that it's and another example of maybe hey look at that cool thing we did we could just reuse that <laughs> <laughs> i if i had to put
1: like you know fog up against hallucination it feels like you could marry the two in some fashion
0: yes yeah 100%
1: but the i don't know how i feel about blue filter scary babies it just seems a bit too uh, you're hallucinating now on a switch just doesn't sit right with me and it bugs me
0: So uh, this, as you mentioned, sort of the other build there, it's worth saying this is uh, a new build of the game completely. It does retain the same story elements as the Fog build, um, except the infection was much more mental. Uh, mental and physical. Mental, That's mental and physical as one. Um, and tentacles. <laughs> and uh, that's where the the, uh, the hallucinations that he witnessed comes from. It was scrapped at about forty to fifty percent. We'll we'll get to why. Um, in an interview that Kobayashi did with EGM, he said. The next major version was the one where Leon was inside a building with the dolls and the hook enemy. The idea here was to create a very otherworldly sort of game, one that was filled with flashbacks and camera shaking and odd colour effects, the sort where you never know whether what you were seeing was real or just a hallucination. It took much more of a strong Resident Evil-style approach to horror. So that is what you're getting at there. I'm inclined to agree with that, to be honest. I felt like that would get a little bit old, the wood spooky time. Um, But as Jordan said, Eternal Darkness... Clearly taking a leaf out of that book with that quote there, we want camera shaking and odd colour effects and filled with flashbacks and things like that to sort See, of cool. on edge.
1: That would be that would be cool. Like say you you had an inventory system and you really needed to get like you're in a panic situation and you're being hunted by monsters, but Leon's sanity is so low, when you pop open the inventory, it's broken, you can't find what you need. <laughs> you know, those kind yeah. of like eternal darkness levels of head messery, you know, mm. that would have been cool
3: as opposed to here's
1: a blue filter of crazy <laughs>
3: yeah. Leon had so many problems that he was going mental.
0: <laughs> Good. I'm glad that I got a sequel that word. Excellent. Um well, it's two t-shirts to today. <laughs> what do we think then of the camera? That's my next question. This did they, you know, like a detached dolly cam, is how they refer to it? Um, in the style of something like Outbreak or Code Veronica, um, that pans around the room, it's sort of fixed camera, but it's not at the same time. Um, and then most importantly, the over the shoulder, over the shoulder um, switch during combat. Um, obviously the finished version of RE4 is much more rooted to Leon's sort of hip. It's pretty much attached to that point for the entire game, quite controversially to some degree, Uh, For good and for bad, the big change. Um, This, for me, is interesting because, like we were saying earlier, it does feel like the continuation of previous games. Um, It's almost an element of dead aim in it, dare I say it, swapping to a different uh, perspective in the combat. Steve, what do you think of this gameplay style? Are you salivating at the opportunity to play a game like this? Because I sure am
1: yeah i i think it would have worked pretty well like the, the concept of having di- dynamic and dramatic angles but then you can switch into aim mode to then kick butt mm. yeah i think that would have been good I, unfortunately i i will say that there is an element of whiplash though because if you can't position your character in the right way from the fixed camera angles and you don't realize it until you're aiming i could see people getting salty at that yeah I, I can see why why fixing it into a purely over the hit one for a uh, you know that kind of shooting style mm-hmm yeah, but uh, there's something about them angles, though. You know, they, they, they still know how to track a good shot. It's like the, the next step up from Code Veronica uh, and Outbreak. So, yeah, mm, I'm torn. To put it nutshell, yeah, that's fair.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's it's fine. I'm not making you pick one, so you're safe. Um, <laughs> Jordan, what do you think of the sort of idea of the over-the-shoulder gameplay only when you push down the trigger? I guess the aim.
4: Well, it, it is certainly an interesting way to approach it. Although I will sort of, you know, echo Steve's thoughts that um, it, it, it is a bit sort of troubling to kind of flip between the two. Um, I mean, if you want a kind of an example of that, that uh, well, depends on how you kind of feel about this game and what success it had. But uh, Metroid Other M is one of those oh, kind of games yeah. which has two very specific uh, views and. Um, yeah, it it, it it works to an extent, and it kind of makes sense to an extent. But uh, if you're constantly flipping between that, it might get just a little bit sort of uh, nerve wracking, uh, especially especially in those instances, you know, when it's survival horror, um, where you know every second counts mm. in terms of your movement. Um, so. I, I mean like it, it didn't sort of jump out to me as completely unnatural but yeah thinking about it and how much you would be doing it in a in a gameplay session it, it may be something that kind of disrupts the the flow i yeah, mean i love the actual fixed camera and the way that it does kind of pan um i mean for for this kind of game in particular as well um i, I think it's more suitable um because mm. the, the the fact is it's it's a lot scarier than resident evil 4 was resident evil 4 can be scary but for the most part you do feel in control whereas this is kind of a case of well you are playing somebody who is clearly compromised um and is is being hunted and it's all being largely taken from these kind of uh you know voyeuristic uh vantages in in rooms and something like similar to uh like paranormal activity or something like that um And in that way, you kind of feel like Leon is less safe um, because he's not in sort of like the the driver's seat necessarily. Yeah. To some extent, a large part of the gameplay is you kind of moving around and possibly being surrounded by enemies and such like that. Uh, And it's pretty claustrophobic as well. So really effective in that way. But with what they they want to try and do with the combat, you can see why they might want to depart from that uh, eventually to favor the combat.
0: Yeah. I think I would agree with that. I um, Hadn't thought about the, uh, the Metroid comparison, you're totally right. My only argument would be that it would probably work a little bit better in this with the environments if they kept them to this kind of tight corridor, small room sort of situation with Other M being a bit more open. Maybe that's why it feels a bit more like a struggle, the speed that the game moves at and stuff like that. So maybe it could have worked, but at the same time, I agree. I can see why they uh, might take a step back from this one. Um, James, what do you think about the approach to gameplay at this point? Uh,
2: um, a lot of my, a lot of the points have been said already, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I feel like there would have been, for me, there would have been an element of motion sickness. Right. Um, uh, just cause there was like, uh, it wasn't just, um, it was like I was on a gimbal <laughs> when I was watching the, the trailer. <laughs> it was like my character was on a gimbal and like it's something I couldn't control, but that might also be just being spoiled by free cam in modern games mm. um i think like it's why i can play the it's why i can play remake um like the original resident evil um because it's just one fixed camera right whereas with these ones i mean there's one particular view where i was like oh no i'm feeling sick already which where the camera was zooming in but it was always also going up as you're getting closer to a corner mm. Now i was like it'd be so it'll be so disorienting To go back and forward through that corridor,
0: right? Right? (laughs) Yeah,
2: because it'd be like in the Twilight Zone. I was like, "Oh (laughs) no, I don't like that." Um, But I do like that. You know, there's a definite cut between um, the exploration mode and kind of being in um, being in combat mode. It's very similar to the lock on. Well, not similar, but it's it's the same kind of concept as the lock on in RE One. The original, where you know, you know, there's something there because you can lock on it. Mm. You know, in in this one, you know, that's you know, you're in combat because it, the camera changes. Um, so that's kind of a similarity there. I don't dislike it. I just feel like um, just tighter, just tighter camera use would have been better if this game did release. Um, but you know, it was in its testing period, so I'm, I'm sure that's you know one of the reasons why they might have mm. uh, thought twice about it.
0: Um, And Adam, any thoughts on these camera angles and the gameplay?
3: Best of both worlds, maybe? You know? yeah. Resident Evil Old and Resident Evil New. Um, I can definitely see why that was like a step between what we had and and what we ended up with, with 4 and and later games. I really like it, personally. I think it adds immersion as well as utility. Um, The only thing i don't like is as james said sometimes you know the the angles and the moving camera gets a bit weird and i can see how how that might be a problem but i'm sure that would have been ironed out They're they're generally pretty good with their Mm. camera work especially given the time that this game would have been released like honestly like 3d gaming like the bane of 3d gaming for many years was camera right totally. Um, get going behind walls getting stuck under things and Mm. just making your life like way worse not in like a difficulty spike but in like a why is the camera inside like my arm problem it's still Uh, a problem to be honest it is i I mean it was really bad though at one point it was like oh it was a plague (laughs) um but yeah i i I actually really like it i'm about it
0: that's fair (laughs) So, the last thing that I want to touch on before we sort of start to wrap up um, is continuing the Karamura quote he said um, I wanted to make Biohazard Force scarier and suggested that the main character travelled into a hallucinatory world this hallucination was called by something caught in his vision a trigger of horror the first thing I wanted to create was the structure that the world would transform into a horror hallucination world in real time when viewing pictures and other points of interest letters etc these would become triggers as a means of seeing the story with clarity understanding the truth behind the scenario or seeing another truth outside the real-world scenario. Um, This is sort of what you were mentioning, Steve, the sort of, like, as you so aptly put it, spooky time. Um, This is one of the reasons why the game didn't come to be. Um, This is one of the reasons why it was cancelled, because it was just too ambitious to have, essentially, a copy of the game world running in the background at all time and swapping between them. It's something that um, a few games have proposed to do and not really achieved at least up until very recently with the medium on xbox series x i remember that being talked about as a selling point of it um these simultaneously running worlds that alter each other
1: because see you say this you say this and i turn around and say a link to the past
0: um yeah but 2d and 3d are very different <laughs>
1: i know i'm being here. Uh... I mean, to to, to be fair, I mean, the the closest parallel I can think of for at the time of the era of the technology is perhaps Silent Hill 3. And even then, that's just more like textures that are animated on the walls.
0: Right, and I I think think technically those are different maps, aren't they? You walk into one and then you're in the other one and you do the the other
1: side. I mean, when they do like the virus system stuff, uh, not when you just like go through a doorway, but yeah,
0: fundamentally. Mm. Um, In that case, Steve, what do you think of this as a concept concept um, uh, specifically as a Resident Evil concept, would you be interested in something like this? Uh, a,
1: le- a horror game where Leon is trapped inside his own head. It would be nice to see insights to his personality, how he is when he loses his cool, more so yeah. than saying Vendetta, where I am sad now because I have been given Chris's plot for some reason from RE6, and I will now murder people on a highway. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a bit. Yeah, I would like it. Would I think it would have added a lot more insight to his character because he is a bit fluid he's either an action hero or he's morose so that i would like the, the psychological horror aspect I, I could take or leave i feel like if it's implemented well and i have to be honest a lot of steps removed from how the hallucination version appears i think it could be great but as it as it stands how it looks with lyric blue filter means spooky babies and now you
0: will drop molotovs on them Ooh. <laughs> don't really grab me fair enough uh, James, what do you think of this as a concept? Um, yeah, I love it. I want
2: to tack on to what Steve said as well. like um later, later, um, Resident Evil four retail makes no sense for who right. Leon is, right? but the, and and, and 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 like future <laughs> leons, like it makes no sense, right? But if they ironed out all the problems and he actually went ahead with this and you know, Mikami actually, kind of, you know, kept to the basis of what the game was about, um, the f- further iterations of Leon would have made way more sense.
5: Mm.
2: Like, um, you know, I mean... That's uh, true, course,
0: actually.
2: Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> the the CGI movies would have made way more sense. RE6, Leon, would have made way more sense. What we've seen of Eternal Darkness, Leon, would have made more sense. <laughs> Infinite like, Darkness. You know... um Same thing. <laughs> You know... But unfortunately, even though, like Steve said earlier, I was like, I love RE4, the retail, um, but it's one of its biggest drawbacks for me is that it's just, that's not Leon, mm. you know, that I'm seeing. That's that's a Chris <laughs> that I'm seeing mm. mixed with a uh, 1980s action hero. And the game is super fun to play. Uh, Mikami did such a fantastic job with gameplay and stuff, right? But in terms of story and character development... It's not fantastic. But if they kept with the basis of these games or the basis of these ideas in this, then it would have been, uh, I think it would have been way more successful Mm. um, than than what we got. Like, of course, you know, games, you know, I super respect developers making games um, because I could never, right? you know and I know it takes a lot and I know there would have been so many different versions it probably would have been a few few more years to be honest with what we've been told before we got like a truer version of what Mm -hmm. I'm talking about right now but yeah it makes me a little bit sad when I was reading uh when I was reading Crimson Head and I was reading through I was like God this would have made way more sense for the overall storyline than the retail version did and that made me sad (laughs) It made me really really upset because it just yeah it it made me realize uh what we could have had
0: yeah Um, i mean i know you're not alone out there there are definitely fans that feel the same way about this mysterious build and uh the potential that it had um jordan what do you think about
1: Uh, Uh, well i mean there was a fan game code madman i don't know how much yeah,
0: I, don't, I haven't seen anything from it in a while. They were just sort of... They were redesigning this area and remaking this area to be playable. Uh, but I don't know really what's happened since then, if it's progressing or, or... I haven't really seen anything personally. Yeah, same, to be fair. Jordan, what do you think of this uh, dual-world concept?
4: I think it's a very compelling proof of concept. Um, obviously, it was very effective and it was very memorable, which I, I think says a lot about its legacy considering it was just a demo It was just a beta right um so uh, it, it, it's interesting because uh, even, even now you know as, as you say there's not necessarily a great deal of 3d games that have have delved into that idea of having uh, worlds running side by side effectively um, and the thing is a, a good idea never dies so if Capcom wanted to dust this off and reintroduce it either into Resident Evil or a different uh, game altogether mm-hmm. um, they, they might be finding themselves able to do that in the coming years uh, as the hardware gets more sophisticated which would be it would be exciting if, the, if that was the case um, but i I, th- I think it was obviously uh, a very strong, you know, there's a, There's only so much we, we've seen of it, but all that we have seen is a very strong representation of a, a psychological survival horror game. Um, so they've still got something there. They've still got something mm. that they could go back and, you know, mine for creativity and be able to produce. Maybe not in the Resident Evil uh, IP, maybe of its own completely yeah, that's separate game series. And you know that's that's not a bad thing to have. So, I mean, if it was to if it was to be released tomorrow, uh, I definitely play it, and I, th- I think most people would because, mm. uh, you know, it's it's so memorable in the way that it sort of it's stuck with people, and you know, even by obviously the sentiments of the panel, there's a certain amount of disappointment that this isn't what we got. Um I mean, obviously, I, I still absolutely love Resident Evil, 4, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to agree that it's a shame that in the years since we haven't had anything like this uh, released. So, yeah. Capcom, if you're listening, you you have an audience for this. You absolutely could make this in the future, and it would it would work.
0: Absolutely. Um, and finally, Adam, what do you think of the two world concept?
3: I'll pretty much echo everybody and say that it's a concept that is very cool. It's a great idea. Just off of a few minutes of, you know, footage, it's endured. the The fan community still, as you were saying, talks about it. So, it's mm. definitely something that captured a lot of imaginations and hasn't really been exploited in any way that I can think of, um, in, in any well done way. So, I think that it would definitely work. Um, I would argue that. I still am glad we got the Resident Evil 4 we got, just in terms of, well, maybe it has a bit of an odd legacy, because, you know, 5 and 6 weren't, you know, like stellar games. But, you know, I think the rumbling is that if it wasn't for Resident Evil 4, you know, who knows where, if the series would even be continuing um, Mm. at this point, as fans, or, or not necessarily fans, but as gamers... We're moving away from the kind of gameplay style of the the earlier Resident Evil games. So while I absolutely love this little bit of lore and this little bit of world, you know, and I would 100% be willing to play it, like I'd love for them to come out of it, I'm glad that, you know, we kind of got what we got.
0: So... After Hookman, I just would at least want to mention there was one more build that we can't really say anything about um, called the zombie build, closer perhaps to Resident Evil's roots, as it sounds, zombie enemies. Um, but that was scrapped before we even got shown it, so who knows what that is like. Somewhere along the line, though, the uh, Gonado was developed, um, inspired by basically just the word distrust, I think, and by the film The Thing. A man whose head splits open to reveal his true form. Um, after the cancellation of Shibata Zari for experiments, uh, Sinji Mikami took hold as director, uh, as is you know as is well known and well documented now. Um, and that is the path to the final version that we have. Uh, so, Adam, you've really or you've touched on some of the last questions I wanted to ask. One of which being, would you have preferred the Hookman version to the final game, as you said? no Um, No. but but the other one I suppose is do you think that the Hookman version has inspired other Resident Evil products you know for me at least I think it's worth mentioning that we're very excited for Village to explore our gothic aesthetic we even mentioned it really early in the show since the showcase is coming up and it does feel like that could have happened a whole lot earlier because it feels like the hookman version was going to go that direction from the little bit we've seen. So do you think that 3.5 is perhaps inspired village or is it just time has Um, led it in
3: this direction in a roundabout way? I expect honestly, I, well, you know, the Japanese are very committed to tradition and, um, Reference, you know, they're very good about that kind of thing, so like they'll find yeah. things that you don't even think about. I would think that you know, more so, it looked like Ho- Hookman was going to be more of a stalker kind of enemy than right, um,
6: yeah.
3: than we had got early. Uh, obviously, we had versions that we had a nemesis, we had Mr. X, but they were a little you know and this would obviously be, have been scripted as well but it feels like it would have been used a lot more
5: mm.
3: so it would have had a more of a persistent feeling um i feel like that's kind of a big trend in today's resident evil games is that For kind sure. of like big bad like the the man kind of nemesis nemesis type thing mm. so mm. you know i think that they probably drew drew parts of that as well as obviously you know from nemesis from mr x there's always an underlying resident evilness to that sort of big monster that isn't necessarily the main bad guy the whole time um and you know less less the weird like knife wielding babies and stuff that that was a bit odd Uh, (laughs) i know they're dolls not babies Mm -hmm. but um yeah i i think that there are definitely i still feel like it it leans into four a lot the look obviously the aesthetic the kind of way it controls The way Hookman moves is very similar to the way the Ganados, when they hold up their, you know, sickles or whatever and walk towards you slowly. Um, So I feel like it has a lot in common with Resident Evil 4, um, probably more so than Village. Um, But I'm very excited to see if there's any more
5: supernatural
3: elements to Village. I don't think there will be actual supernatural elements to it, but I would love if the villagers had supernatural beliefs around Mm. the 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 monsters that we have because i would like for them to still be um based in science as it were you know i'd like Uh, yeah yeah bio bio monsters Mm. um but it would be very interesting and i and i think actually very believable if you were to take some form of like this is where we're gonna actually make bio monsters a very remote you know area Mm -hmm. that's cut off from the rest of the world and the villagers will absolutely believe like oh that's the freaking monster in the woods and you know they would have a story for that it wouldn't just be like oh this company made it yes it would be like you know it was a woman's 13th child and that you know, it was a monster and, you know, whatever. Like, that would be really cool to meld that kind of, like, folklore with, you know, big uh, modern bio- biological science. Mm. It does
0: seem almost like that is the case with Village because you've got the um, the fairy tale book that we've seen. In exactly, trailer, so yeah. It's certainly possible. Resident Evil's done it once in a comic prelude to the fall which is the prequel to um umbrella zen from umbrella chronicles where there's a remote russian village that think they keep seeing their iconic uh monster um the sort of folklorish monster that they've all sung about oh suddenly people are actually seeing it but it turns out there's an umbrella lab which is down the road um it's but, such
3: a but, clever idea
0: absolutely i'd love to see something like that and um, in a way, it's it's,
3: it's it's like a good reverse to actually explain away some folklores. Right? Like, oh, it was it was a monster. It was just an engineered monster. For <laughs> mm-hmm. it wasn't the monster you thought it was.
0: Absolutely, uh, James. What do you think of um, Hookman's? sort of legacy do you think it's inspired other re products and the big one um would you have preferred this version over four i know you said you were sad we didn't get it but out of the two of them if you had to make that decision
2: oh uh, that's so hard Sai. yeah well um, we well, we'll <laughs> do the uh the serious
0: discussions
2: <laughs> <laughs> um i i think it has like i mean i alluded to it earlier on but i think it has inspired a lot of games i think kami has yeah. taken a lot of inspiration from it with the retail version and of clearly re5 is taken some inspiration um you know from these versions um again with the fossilized person and it having you know an ages past i mean if somebody's fossilized that's a long time ago guys <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, yeah so that's super cool um yeah and like the you know the the path to what should we call it? Forgotten the name, but um, finding that flower and stuff. Yeah. yeah, tons of inspiration. I'm not sure about RE6, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but in terms of like what I would prefer, oh man, <laughs> I think I think I would have preferred just from what I've seen and what I've kind of pieced together in a, in a narrative sense. I would have enjoyed the hallucination two worlds idea better um, if it was ironed out and made into a full game because it just would have made way more lore sense mm-hmm. um, than what we got that please don't say this the wrong way guys i absolutely i mean go go listen to our resident evil 4 podcast i love that game um it is a great game um, but just reading all this stuff makes me sad we didn't get it and in mm. terms of like lore and narrative, which is what something I'm, I feel very strongly about, um, yeah, I, I would have preferred to have that over what we got um, with. I say that like it's a, like it's, uh, it's derogatory, but what we what re r e four retail gave us.
0: Mm. I'm uh, yeah, I'm in that camp. I think um, for one thing. If this was the game we got rather than 4, I probably would have been less of a grumpy Gus about it, as everyone remembers when the game first came out, and I was like, it's not my resume, what is this? Uh, this feels more like what I would have expected the next game to be. I could imagine myself being extremely excited about this uh, rather than the retail RE4, which, you know, as I said now, I've come back around on definitely. And uh, for one thing, it's it's hard to imagine a series that has gone on so long Taking out what is now quite an early brick in the uh, the whole road of Resident Evil and, and watching how it changes everything—it's kind of um, obviously it would have had a huge impact if we hadn't have got the Resident Evil Four that we did. So it's kind of impossible to imagine the impact of that. But yeah, 3.5 and its ideas and its style very much intrigue me at the very least. Um, so it would be like a tentative yes, but maybe be careful what you wish for it could have gone horribly wrong for all we know uh jordan what do you think of the sort of impact of the hookman build and would you have preferred it to re4's final product
4: well i think i have difficulty actually giving any kind of answer to that question just because it's so theoretical we don't know what mm. yeah we don't know what that, that that game would actually turn out to be and, you know there's that old saying isn't there a Resident Evil 4 in the hand is worth two bases in the bush.
3: So, with, with that respect... I thought um, you were going to say better the Wesker you know. <laughs> that's, that's the other one, that's the other one. Words to live by, you know. Um, with, with regards
4: to Resident Evil 4, obviously I, I love that game. I consider it near perfect. And um, I wouldn't necessarily have that any other way. Even though it means... Uh, throw into the wayside um, something that had so much potential and still has so much potential. Um, so I think I would still go with Resident Evil 4, if I knew uh, that Resident Evil Four was going to be the game that it was. Yeah, I'd still go with it. If that's the, if that's a kind of the question, in sort mm-hmm. of like considering the direction that Capcom took when they went with the retail release. Yep, yeah, still go with Resident Evil Four. Um, as far as the ideas, as far as its legacy. Kind of retreading over a previous point, but yeah, I, I do think that uh, for the most part they've tried to salvage as many ideas from that demo as possible. Because clearly it was full of great ideas. Salvage as much as that as possible. Um, try and strip it of some of the more uh, paranormal uh, natures to it, and repurpose it as an analog as an analog within Resident Evil uh, games. Mm. Um, and you can you can see that even in the the final product of Resident Evil 4. so I think it has had its impact just not necessarily how we might expect it to yeah for and sure that's still it's still a whole uh, alley which Capcom has never really ventured down in terms of producing something really uh, supernatural. So in that respect I, I would imagine that the best is yet to come in terms of what Hookman could be Mm. um, as an inspiration going forward and again to retread a point hopefully they look at where the technology is going and they say you know what it might be time to dust off that concept and see if we can try it real time as a technical concept again Um, and
0: that would be fantastic. And this time put Billy Cohen in it. Um, (laughs) 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 And last but not least Steve your thoughts on the legacy of Hookman and the big question RE4 or RE3.5 which one are you taking?
1: Uh yeah this is uh, this is difficult for me mm-hmm. like uh, but I will testament to you know, to, to 3.5 and 4 for giving us both Devil May Cry and maybe maybe not Haunting Ground as well as right. these Bayers mm. jeez like there's parts of all of them that I would want to blend together like puree the buggers and if, <laughs> if I had to take one wholesale and It has to be four for the sheer fact that it's a through line but the the thing is if you take like fog or hallucination that they could they follow a a more direct like route from like remakes kind of beats in terms of how the game goes and the narrative so it's like mm, mm, uh, yeah like as much as i love blasting ganados on 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 the regular and like the red nine handgun because damn do i love the red nine handgun (laughs) Uh, you know shooting fog monsters and being stalked by a hookman while the filter goes blue and therefore is scary like I, hmm. I mean you, you got to think about the, the level of impact and of RE4 at the time obviously has like re- revitalized the third person shooters the thing that gets me is i don't think 3.5 would have had that impact yeah that's even true. at the time yeah even at the time we had salmon hill we had fatal frame we had eternal darkness you know the, the, some fairly solid horror games now, that, that, that's just the, the the top beats that are like 3d action games mm. of you know so sort of horror games this would have felt very much in the same vein
5: mm. uh,
1: so you know part of me wants to disagree and say making that step forward but the narrative for 3.5 is so much stronger than go and rescue the president's daughter from some lonely and rural part of hashtag not Spain um <laughs> It, it's painful to say, you know, like if, if the narrative was better for the, for retail, 4, it would win. But because it's so juxtaposedly outside of the canon, almost like it, like they murder Umbrella in the opening to a degree with just the stock market. Mm-hmm as opposed to Leon is going to the founder of Umbrella, which obviously picks up directly from Code Raticarari 2s ending. And then, you know, Wesker's may or may not be fully present in the game, but his group sure as hell is. Mm. Like, a massively big narrative thrust in it. Um, and the concept of being infection having something more than just narrative cutscene footnotes, you know, that Leon is impacted and may or may not be deforming or going mad, depending on which version. So... <laughs> mm. I have to I, 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 I'm just reciting these things to myself to try and put a, a pin quindry. on the board yeah I, I I, really do feel like maybe hopefully the remake somehow I manage, is a way to at least blend some of these concepts because mm. my god 3.5 is astounding
2: mm.
1: <sighs> wouldn't that I'm be cool go-
2: though wouldn't that be so cool
1: mm. yeah no I, I think uh, given the choice you know gun to my head I I I will go with 3.5, but I will not be completely the happiest about it.
2: <laughs> let, let, let me try and let me try and persuade you a little bit more. We have had some excellent storytelling and narrative-driven kind of gameplay with Remake Two and Remake Three. The same team are going to be behind Remake Four, right? And if they can, if they if they draw from 3.5. Like one of these three point fives, particularly whose hallucination.
1: Even aesthetically, three point five has some astounding bits we never see. Like the inside, the blimp, the castle yeah, I that's true. some of it yeah. some of it gets reused for friggin' lost in nightmares a little. Mm-hmm. Like
5: oh gosh, they look
1: fantastic, and <laughs> you, know, you did nothing with it. Admittedly, you know, uh the hordes of Ganados, uh the Verdugo, and the general monster makeup of RE4's like enemy roster, significantly Significantly better than Ghost Baby with Knife or Shadowy Massive Tentacles from Lost.
3: <laughs> what Let they me drag and... you the other way, Steve. Mm. <laughs> so the appeal of 3.5 Hookman build is entirely on its mystery. When the game, if the game were to come out, at one point that would have to be explained away... To be in the Resident Evil universe. It would have to be. Some kind of. Umbrella. HCF. Whatever. Project. And it would all unravel. And I don't know if they would have done it. I mean look at Resident Evil 4 story. It's kind of crazy. We weren't given any storytelling beats. From that trailer. But. It's possible. That it wouldn't have been. A great payoff, because you would have all this cool psychological stuff, but then they would have to root that into the Resident Evil series. And it might be the case that it just comes off a bit underwhelming.
1: It turns out that Leon did murder his wife.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Leon drank some spiked LSD water. And
0: (laughs) And then he went to Silent Hill,
1: where it's
3: blue. mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, blue Silent Hill
3: anyway blue umbrella did we just make a connection
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) on that bombshell i am going to wrap us up before we wind up doing another three hour re4 discussion which seems to be the way (laughs) things go Uh, Nothing else remains for me but to thank our contributors. If you'd like to be part of the show, then please look into auditioning for our file readings. Join the Discord server to get in touch with members of the team and our community. Discuss Resident Evil with us and other fans and listen to the podcast live as it's recorded. You can find a link to the server as well as our Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube and more. At faspraypod.com. You can find the podcast on YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, and iTunes. And if you enjoyed the show, please do leave us a review where you can. It helps spread the word. You can also support the show by picking up some merch or at patreon.com forward slash faspraypod for as little as $1 a month. In our next episode, we, for the first time in podcast history, get to cover a brand new installment in the continuing canon of Biohazard as we review the hotly anticipated Resident Evil Village. The hype is real. Thank you to the panel. You can follow all of the Pueblo people individually. I'm at Sinaiac underscore one, two, three. Steve is at FB. Steve was taken. Jordan is at Cerealbox 64. Adam is at Advica 01. James is at Moist Owl at OFF. And finally, thank you for listening. And have a good week. Yes, yeah, so we'll do this the showcase. Everyone, um, please join us on Twitch Thursday just before eleven o'clock uh, BST. We'll be on Twitch doing our reactions. Um, those will be out on YouTube for those of you who can't make it on Saturday.
3: And um, I've got there's... to work out what time that is in England, in, in America. Yeah, that one. 11 BST is like five. I think five in the afternoon, I get you and you get your telescope out. All right. <laughs> yeah. Angle it towards yeah. Big Ben. <laughs> okay.
0: That's right. That'll let you know. That's ben, the only, that's <laughs> the,
4: that's the only way we let you see our time. <laughs>
0: it's our With time. Very long range
4: it. lenses. <laughs>